You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? So far, so good. Good. Well, hopefully by the time this comes out, we've gotten some rain, because my goodness. I sure hope so. Man. But you notice we had clouds out west last night that were sort of, they weren't talking about earlier, and yeah. all of a sudden they start show up. So yes, I'm praying for that. You know, we have right. a, a guy who comes and uh, takes our hogs to market, Merv Hershberger, and uh, Hi, Merv. there was a stint probably three months consecutively where he would come and the day that he would come to get pigs it was raining and it was raining while we were loading i'm like man you are like the rain guy every time you come it rains so (laughs) this morning when he got there and it wasn't raining i said merv what's going on here he goes well it was was cloudy last night does that count i'm like almost you did your yeah Yeah. but getting closer um to start off um I'd like to give a little apology for a few episodes ago. I, I was trying to, I maybe it maybe came off as I was picking on the um, Mennonites for uh, the uh, pacifist stance, and it, mm. and that's that's not what I feel. Um, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. It. I'd like you to just take away that it's like this is one of those topics. War is one of those topics that is is really hard for me. I'm struggling kind of through it and still kind of working my way around it, but. Um, yeah, it is hard. Yeah, it is hard. Um, I, I would also say it's hard to be a, a pacifist. Yes. And a Baptist. Of course. A, a, a person of faith who thinks what God says we put above everything else. And I think maybe we've stopped a little too early. Okay. Because we are actually called then to put our lives in the place for others. Yeah. I mean, in John chapter 10, Jesus clearly says, I lay down my life for the sheep. Yep. And, 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 uh, Matthew chapter five, it says, you know, what you, you love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. and, and love him more than others. And, and, you know, unless you do, then you're not considered, you should be perfect as your father's right. perfect. And that's, uh, Matthew chapter five verses 43 to 49. Mm-hmm. Uh, so read that passage, and I think there's a call in there for us to to rise above the things that normally separate us, right. and adversity, and, and adverse opinions, mm-hmm. and uh, and somehow live into a different. The p- problem is, I'm still a sinner, and right. I'm still gonna mess that up. Oh yeah, me and, too. Okay, so then we just keep working out what's yeah. in between us. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't want to offend anyone out okay. there. Yeah. And that's yeah. good. One time where I'm worried about that, because I know kind of our listeners and kind of our base is, is, uh, that conservative men at night side for the most part. Um, and yeah, I just hmm. wanted to, I just want to make sure that was clear that, uh, yeah, I wasn't, uh, we've got a pretty diverse base. I, I, I we do. It's we growing. definitely, we yeah. definitely do. Um, yeah, but yeah, that is part of our, and that's part of where I come from. And that's probably right. part of why that's there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we've got some more questions from Hillcrest. Okay. Believe it or not. Kids, um, we're still working on your questions. Yeah. Um, 
more of them like in, in the past we've gotten you know tons of questions when we would do those live films and a lot of them were similar enough where you know I, I you know ditch one of the questions or combine them or something like that but this time you know we had I think what I got they were like 30 really of good. them and each one of them is is his own question mm-hmm. um, really tied together which is interesting because generally in the Bible you I, kind I of really thought the kids worked a little extra on this bunch oh yeah I think so yeah. all right so here we go if I can find it is age a social construct or just a number in romantic relationships <laughs> no, I thought that one was pretty interesting. Um, go ahead, Don. Take it. Or take yes. It or, yeah. So, yes, it is. I, I think age is pretty relative. Okay. Because there's so many things that... Uh, I mean, I think of my age, mm-hmm. and uh, I just turned 66 oh, not boy. long ago. And I actually feel better than I did when I was in my 40s. Oh. And part of it is because I had a surgery on my back that was causing me a great deal of pain. And, mm. and after that surgery, you know, it took a while to get strong again. Yeah. But I've been able to actually do more now than I could have at yeah. that time. So, so it's sort of relative. It is a number. Uh, is it romantic? Well, I don't know if there's anything romantic about it. But uh, I, I don't think you can measure a person as to where they are in their life experience Totally by numbers. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, don't give up on your elderly, you know, because there's a lot they can contribute. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other side of it, don't look down on the young because that's biblical. Don't look down, you know. Uh, Paul was talking to Timothy and don't, don't let them look down on you because of your youth. Right. And, uh, and uh, so we don't want to be doing that. Uh, so is it romantic? I'm not sure where the romantic piece comes in there. Well, maybe but, the, the romantic um, relationships, you know. Um, so oh. we say, you know, you can't, you know, you're an adult at 18. So, you know, if you're if you're 18 and you're dating someone who's 17, um, that's fine. But in our society, you know, if you're, you could even like, well, I don't know, could you be married at that age and then and and having marital relationships and then not being at seventeen and fourteen? Eighteen. Eighteen. Er, eighteen and seventeen. Eighteen and seventeen. You yeah. know, it's um it's a tricky thing because it it's I feel like it's getting pushed younger nowadays. Um where age of consent would be younger and I, I yeah. And I'm wondering if they have the fortitude or the frontal lobe development right. to do that. Right. And, you know, we say, oh, you can't drink till you're 21 because that's the time when we think you're making that decision. Smoking, we'll say 18, I guess, but 18 for voting because under, you know, lower than that, you know. Well, even in the church, we talk about the age of accountability. Right. And so what is that? Exactly. And when a person is really accountable for their actions from their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really a discussion, at least in the church. And I'm not sure. Okay. Clinically, the frontal lobe is nearly fully developed at age 27. And so should we not let anybody under the age of 27 think Mm -hmm. or make their final decision? Right. Because their frontal lobe is not developed. You know, we could take a very scientific approach. In reality, you're going to do that over the last 12, 16 years Mm -hmm. before you get to 27. Right. So by age 10... You're able to make some differentiation de- uh, decisions on your own. Right. Uh, uh, 
so the yeah the eighteen seventeen thing that's not a big deal. Okay. If if you we're talking about a romance between a forty year old and a twenty year old, I'd have more questions. Uh, but I don't know. That's where your question's headed. No, I don't know. I think it's very open. Um, we don't ever. This would be like one topic that we like don't ever really talk about is like, what does age matter? You know. Um, obviously, we would say with someone who's a little bit higher in the digits would have a lot more wisdom, and that's who I'm going to be going to to ask. You know, life's hardest questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to ask. Uh, you know, a newlywed. You know, questions about you know, or bring up issues like I'm struggling with this in my marriage. How do you do it? They don't know. No, they have no idea. One years into marriage, man, I was a dummy back then. And I've progressed very little since then. Oh, I'm getting there. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting there. Baby. But no, I go to my, uh, my mom, mm-hmm. my, my, my stepfather, you know, those are the ones that are going to have the knowledge on that to really grant that wisdom and that I'm they've got for. extra because they've worked at it really, yes. really hard, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of, um, like pairings in the Bible that there's a big age discrepancy and that's always been a little interesting. It is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, well, I mean, there's ages in the Bible where we don't see those anymore. True. Makes me a little skeptical of how long they actually lived. But, um, yeah. Is there anything to be taken away from age and the implications of that age? Besides what you said, not saying that someone who is young doesn't um, have a value to bring. Uh, well, we all bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the thing that comes out of this question to my mind is uh, if we really do believe we all bring something to the table, everything we bring has value. Yeah. We all bring value to the table. Uh, do I discount the fact that you've got the zeal of a young Christian and I'm an old creature that's been through several situations Mm -hmm. and and I discount your zeal. No, I need your zeal. I need that to keep me going Mm -hmm. to realize that, Hey, it doesn't end with me. Ministry goes on from there and I'm trying to fit the next generation and get them ready for the church for, for leading the church. Right. Uh, So we all bring those things to the table. We're not approaching that. We're not approaching church that way. By and large, we're still approaching church as individuals. Yeah. And the religion of individualism is dictating how what we bring to church and what we take away from church. Right. And we're forgetting the fact that just showing up at church, we change things. Right. Participating in church, if we're if we're lighting the candles or we're reading the scripture or we're playing the piano or we're singing in the choir, we're contributing to the worship. And if if by chance we're asked to give our thoughts on scripture, we're contributing to the worship. Uh, we're running the technology. We're definitely contributing to the worship, especially these days. And we bring it all to the table together and we bring the glory to God. Yeah. It's not about us. In fact, it's never been about us. Right. But this generation, this culture now wants it about us. Yeah. And so, yeah, we got to give that up. Knowing that, how what are some steps or something that we can kind of guard ourselves? What steps can we take to... Is it just knowing the fact that it's a little different? Or is there other ways that we can actually... 
protect ourselves and encourage others to, you know, join in this, join in this movement, not a movement, but join in this faith that we mm-hmm. all share together. Well, I think uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse three, Paul talks about us not taking ourselves, thinking of ourselves too highly, yeah. more highly than we ought. And then he goes down through the gifts and notices each of those gifts and what they contribute to the whole. Hmm. And I think that's a very healthy way to do it. And so we, we look at the service and we think, hey, you did a great job, Alex. Yeah. What you're doing with our technology, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm not going to let you sit there because you've got some more gifts to bring to the church. Yeah. And then I think about Liz and what she brings to the, to the worship service and Nancy. And, and if we could just see our worship as benefiting from all the contributions of the individuals, yeah. then it's a group effort. Yeah. It's not an individual thing. It's a group effort. Yeah. And that's what worship needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Right. Yeah. I found myself quite often just being like, I bet I could get a church choir together. And then you know, I have to think about it for all of like five seconds and be like, oh yeah, I don't even, I don't even read music. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that this note is a little up higher than the other one. So that means I should sing higher. And then I kind of find where the pitch is and there we go. But for the most part, yeah, I, I can't. Okay. So then what else? Well, maybe like some sort of like a children's thing, vacation Bible school. I found that I am a very poor teacher. Oh, Really? And I don't know why. Like teaching someone how to swing a baseball bat or showing someone how to play a game of cards. I'll be like, you know, I'm not doing this right. Carly, can you show him how to do this? And then, and she comes in and it's like, boom, because she's a teacher, you know? So then I'm just trying to find out different, uh, different ways to contribute. And and, maybe you need to develop a podcast and send it out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just so put there it out there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what am I going to do? It? What, what are you, what am I, my skills are just like, I can just like talk for a while, figure but out you some do technical have, things. You do have special analytical skills. Okay. Yeah. But you can look at a situation, sort of piece it apart and, and mm. then work through it. Yeah. And so your analytical skills are quite high. Right. So, you know, apologetics, something like that, mm-hmm. that, that that's necessary for those kind of things. Yeah. I do. I do enjoy some good apologetics. Yeah, I know you do. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Okay. um, Yeah, we'll save some more questions (laughs) for next week or else it's going to end up. I know the next question or else it's going to be a 25 minute long (laughs) podcast. So it's going to be its own podcast. Yes, that's right. So will you pray us out, Doc? I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many gifts you've given in the church and the many individuals willing to use their gifts for the church. And thank you, Lord, for the many who show up. Heavenly Father, even those who show up for this broadcast can be considered part of what you're doing in the world around us. Lord, may this these words go out and be heard, and we pray you'd bless the individual listening. And may this time truly be, ultimately, for your honor and for your glory, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for watching or listening wherever you take part in this. Um, We pray that you find some ways to, you know, get involved with church more and more and, you know, shepherd that next generation to show them what it's all about. Yeah. And if you're looking for a spot, we're here at Westchester, 1045 Sunday mornings. That's right. Join us.
Send us questions. Give us some likes, all that good stuff. Oh, and yeah. We will see you next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.